Hello and welcome to Asia Gaming Briefs podcast series. Today I'm talking with Jennifer Song, who is an analyst with Morningstar based in Shenzhen. We're going to be discussing the outlook for Macau and how it differs from expectations at the beginning of the year. We're also going to be discussing China's outbound tourism policies. Thanks again for agreeing to this, Jennifer. It's great to have you back. Um, I think last time we spoke was probably about six months ago. And I'm just wondering now how the recovery or lack thereof in Macau is playing out compared with your expectations at the beginning of the year. Uh, That's definitely below expectations. So the first two months, of GDR data was still good and well on track, but the number fell sharply since March due to the outbreaks and city lockdowns in mainland China. So the daily GDR in April fell further to 89 million. That's the lowest level since October 2020. So overall numbers were below our expectations. And what are you expecting for the rest of the year? Do you see more of the same or or do you think this could actually pick up? Uh, We actually think second quarter will remain very weak. So uh, we have reduced our full year GTR forecast from 45% of pre-pandemic level in 2022 to 30 to 35% of the 2019th level over the past uh, reporting season. And uh, we currently expect the Q2 GDR to fall to 16% of the 2019th level compared to 23% in the first quarter. So we still expect some recoveries from the mid of the year, given we're taking some hope on the uh, upcoming summer holiday and uh, further rebound in first quarter. And we think the rebound of traffic to Macau during the May holiday, that probably is a signal for pent-up demand. It's a a signal for pent-up demand. Um, Do you see any signs at all that that border may reopen with Hong Kong anytime soon? Uh, We would expect some manner lift of the quarantine policy and the recent news of China's border policy also suggests a manner easing of the quarantine measures. For example, the quarantine days were reduced to 10 plus 7. That means 10 days centralized quarantine plus 7 days self-monitoring for the overseas travelers in some cities, for example, like Beijing. And originally, the quarantine days were 14 days centralized quarantine plus seven-day home quarantine. So the overall days were reduced already. So we expect some like a minor lift of Hong Kong border to Macau at a similar manner, but we we don't expect any material change of the border policy of and the China's zero COVID strategy before the 20th National Congress, which is likely around the late October or early November. Right. And of course, quite aside from COVID, um, there seems to be mounting evidence that China is stopping gaming customers from visiting Macau. Are you hearing that where you are? 
Uh, yes, from policy side, we see news that China temporarily suspended the overseas traveling. But actually, that's not the first time that China has mentioned that policy. We see similar policy on the provincial level over the past two or three years. But this time is more official. According to the past practice, we actually see the Zhuhai government has excluded Macau from overseas traveling. So, so it means that the, anybody wants to go to Macau, they cannot go. Uh, they cannot go to Macau. Uh, so, from the policy side, they still can go to Macau, but we see some near-term impact is for the air traveling, as some cities have canceled the direct flight to Macau. And you know, air travelers generally contribute higher GGR because they will stay for more nights. So that, that has some impact to the overall traffic to Macau. Do you think um, those flight cancellations, is that because of COVID or do you think it's because of this policy that they don't want people going to Macau to gamble? Uh, I think that's the, the flight cancelling, that's a mode related to COVID policy. But from the other side and the gambling, cross-border gambling, we actually received some feedback from some like a VIP and the premium mask land from last year. They were received the government warning for the overseas gambling since beginning of last year. So those VIP and the premium mass and even some some business traveler have maintained a very low profile for reduce the traveler to Macau. How big a problem is this for Macau, do you think, for the future, even when COVID goes away? Uh, for the VIP side, that, that definitely has a big trouble to Macau. So that's why the Macau government has thinking to diversify the customer base. And But um, another thing is for the uh, casino operator, because uh, premium client and VIP client, they generally generate lower uh, EBITDA margin, which is uh, about just 10%, but the mass market generates 25 to 35% of EBITDA margin. That's much higher. So growing mass market is likely to offset the, the negative news for the um, casino operators bottom line but in the coming like two or three years before macau have a fully recover i think the impact should be should be still there okay and you just mentioned that the operators are trying to diversify their tourism base how realistic mm -hmm. that is given that the focus has been on mainland china for so long uh, actually from the policy side we see that news just signals Macau government wants to support the sector. That is good for the sector because a government, uh, although they may have some preconditions, but they, they may have some commitment for a cut of uh, gaming tax. That will definitely help to boost the bottom line. But on the practical side, we think there are some three difficulties. The first one is um, Macau's border policy need to be consistent with mainland China. So that means before a full recover from the COVID, we don't think the, the border policy will be easing, totally easing. So, so that's a big problem for Macau. And secondly, even if Macau can ease the border policy, the overall, uh, the overall overseas traveler 
that contributes a very small percentage to Macau. Just take 2019's uh, number as an example. There are 71% uh, traffic from mainland China and 19% from Hong Kong, 3% from Taiwan. And uh, the overseas traffic only makes uh, like seven to eight percent of the total uh, tourism traffic, and uh, the large, largest one is uh, Korea, South Korea, that makes two percent. That's that's a very very small number compared with the mainland tra uh, travel traveler. So that's a big problem for them. And uh, thirdly, because Macau has a very small land space, it's just like five percent of that of Singapore. So we think the regional competition will remain high and it's very difficult for Macau to attract those overseas gamblers. It is a very interesting conundrum for Macau. I mean, how, um, how strict do you think Beijing will be? Do you think that this will drop off in a few years' time and they won't be so concerned about Chinese visiting Macau to gamble or do you think this policy is here to stay? Uh, we think some policy will stay, especially for the for the high rollers, and right. because the government is concerning about the the um, the cross border money flight. Yeah. Back to the the revenue um, in Macau. If mm -hmm. this continues, as you believe it's going to, um, are any of the operators likely to face serious problems? Um, definitely, SGM faces a greater challenge because the company has some liquidity issue at the moment, and uh, the is a cash on hand can only survive for a couple of months for operation for this company. But uh, the company has secured some shareholder loan, so we think the overall default risk is low. But uh, the company was still under pressure for its liquidity issue, and two, it can refinance its uh, uh, outstanding debt. Can you see, I mean, do you think that there could be any mergers and acquisitions amongst the operators? Uh, we don't think so, because the near-term visibility of Macau is uh, quite low, and we don't think anyone wants to take over others. Right, okay. And do you still think that the, the six existing operators will be the ones who get the licenses, or do you think there's any room for surprises? I think they will still go for the license renewal because this um, gambler has stayed here for three years since beginning of the COVID outbreaks. So, so they already spent too much. I think they will go for the license renewal. And from analyst meeting with those management, they're still keen for uh, renew their license. Well, thank you very much for joining us today, Jennifer. That's great stuff, great insights into Macau and the Chinese policy. Thank you for joining us today. You've been listening to Jennifer Song, who is an analyst at Morningstar.